Yeah, we got that's that's the like short short version. You can try that out. Short short. Yeah. What's up, dude? Happy what is today? Today's been a busy week. It's Wednesday. Wednesday, man. Hump day. Hump day. We here. We out here on hump day. Doing some chilling in the basement. Um, how's your week been? Busy, man. I've yeah. uh, been getting a lot of because I'm like, this isn't my week in between. Yeah. It's your tweener jobs. I've been getting a, quite a bit of like things accomplished that I don't know. I just haven't had time to do or kind of needed to, to get taken care of on my bucket list of uh, like chores and just tasks. So nice. it's been nice to nice. knock some of those out. Make sure your taxes that, are filed, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the city of Jackson tried, you know, making me pay taxes for like the entire year of 2021 City tax. when I wasn't even living in Jackson. I lived in Jackson for like two and a half months. So I had to like send some, which is so like archaic, like they, Jackson doesn't do any of their taxes online. Yeah. So I had to like send like actual paper in the mail via us mail. And I haven't done anything in the mail in a long time. I like went up to the counter and I was like, dude, I don't even know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, so well, you pay two months worth of taxes. That can't be much money. No, it wasn't. But they charged me for a whole year of taxes, so I'm getting money back from Jackson. Oh, you coming for nice. him? Yeah. Stick it to the man. I like it. So I got that going for me, which is nice. Yeah. Um, Have you done any cool activities? Cool activities. Take your dog for a walk. Oh yeah. I mean, Monday I went and got. Uh, it was basically, I had a, it wasn't a club fitting. It was just like, I met with this guy at miles of golf and he basically took my driver and made it like changed all the settings on it to like, make it work more for my swing. Nice. So like there was like a track man and I took some swings and he was like looking at things and he was like, here, let's make some adjustments. And nice. So get your swing dialed in. Exactly. Yeah. So it was like a club assessment have you been out this year my driver yeah i've been out a few times yeah i'm i got a golf trip coming up this weekend actually nice. before i start my new job nice so, so i'm gonna be going down to florida tomorrow i got an oh, early yeah. flight arrive and i'll have a round tomorrow and then two on friday two on saturday lots of golf, golf week or golf yep. weekend all right uh so golf's a nice transition into first topic i have here which is uh it's been unseasonably warm it was or at least it was for the weekend you got any favorite activities that you pull out when uh, when it gets warm in the springtime? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I love taking Thor out and walking him and going out to the parks and stuff and yep. just getting him running around. Go um, for a walk. Obviously, golf is up there golf. for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like nature hikes are fun. I know nature hikes. I've done a few of those in the past. Yep. I had um, uh, you wash your car. A lot of people washing their cars. Oh yeah. This weekend, saw a lot of that. Yep. You pull it out into the driveway, get the hose yep, out for to, the first time. Going to Tigers baseball games. Going to a baseball game. Love that. Uh, you get yep. the grill out. Getting grill the grill out. out. It's oh, a good yeah, grilling weekend. Sure. Uh, yeah. I put shorts on. That's probably the number one thing I do when it, it's unseasonably warm. Is I put shorts on. Got to get the there shorts go. out. That is a solid. That is a solid uh, 
activity to do. And uh, last one I had here was you, you play a game of catch. Oh, yep. That is a good one. Get the old ball glove out. Dude, it's been a while since I've played catch, actually. You know, I, me too. Maybe we'll have to, next time we meet up, bring your glove. That'd be, that sounds like a great idea. Play a little catch. A little ball catch. All right, dude. So news this week. We got uh, the Johnny Depp trial going on, and Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Or is he buying Twitter? He's who buying Twitter, right? Those are two of the headlines in, in media. <laughs> I mean, compared to the past couple of years, I think we're hopefully that means we're getting back to normal. So the thing about like I guess let's start with Elon first. Yeah, let's go Elon first. The thing the the whole thought behind him buying Twitter, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I've read and what I've looked at is that he wants it to get rid of all the bots and get back to more of like the free speech aspect of Twitter being a platform where people can say whatever the hell's on their mind and not be kind of um, like overseen by people who are like deciding what can be posted on there and what can't be, I guess. So I listened to, he gave a Ted talk, like uh, it was the day after he had said that he was, going to try to buy Twitter and it wasn't a Ted talk. It was a Ted interview. And okay. for the first like 10 minutes, they talk a little bit about Twitter and kind of his ideas. And from what I gathered, he sees it as like a public forum. Right. And he almost as if it's like some sort of public good. And what he's trying to do is he'd like to open up the algorithm and make it public so that, and the, the purpose there is that you, you understand and it's easy to tell why certain tweets are getting promoted or demoted. Um, and then as far as this free speech thing is, he talks about basically trying to align the rules of the forum, you know, with uh, what the laws of whatever the, the area or country is. Interesting. So um, not that it would be just this free for all, Everybody gets to go on there and use whatever insightful, hateful language they want, but that, you know, essentially if you could go out on a street corner and yell it, um, Joe Schmo, then you can yell it into the Twitterverse. Yeah. I, think, I think the the opening of the algorithm is something that's really interesting because that's essentially how social media companies control what content what people see yeah. is seen and what content is not seen and how the advertising works. So I think that's the most interesting part of it all. It is really interesting. And I've never really thought about that, but that it does bring a good point up about, you know, when you're spruising on social media, there's an algorithm in place that based off of the certain like upvotes or likes Retweets. Or, you know, retweets or shares that determines what other content is being kind of f like funneled through to your feed. So it's interesting to me, like, like I look at Instagram and I see that the majority of things that come up in my feed are around like comedy or golf instruction or, um, what else? Food. Like those are the three things that I feel like I look at the most. Right. So those are the things that tend to take up the majority of my feed, but I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of things that could be coming in because there aren't, they aren't things that I typically like look at or like or share. Yeah. And I think 
depending on what you want to use social media for, that could be beneficial. And that, yeah, I'm really only here to look at golf food and um, what was the other one you had? Anyway. Um, comedy. Comedy, yeah. I'm only here to laugh and look at golf swings and, and food. Then that could be useful. But if it's, you know, Twitter is literally, I think the image of it as a public forum is interesting in that, you know, it is just people yelling into the void, essentially. And how do we control who gets to yell the loudest? Yeah. is kind of the question. And so I think it's interesting. I think the bot thing is also like, that's probably the biggest problem I think that that social media has to fix right now. The fake, the idea that you can have fake profiles who influence real people to do real things and take real action and believe real uh, things that have consequences like that, I think is the biggest issue. That is, that is scary. So I don't know how he's going to do that. I think the concept of like, and I don't know if he's, this is how you do it. Elections when that kind of stuff happens. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, you could, you could take a look at the, you know, what happened in 2016. I mean, it's really interesting. I mean, just the the kind of era we're going through right now and, and looking back and kind of reflecting upon you know, how are people going to look back on this era where the internet was, it was wild, man. We didn't really understand it and what it meant for our social interactions. And uh, yeah. so I think this is maybe a step in the right direction there, but who knows, right? And I think, you know, the the larger concern is, the idea that we're at a time when billionaires can do things like one person can essentially decide they want to control the public forum. Um, yeah. You know, it seems as if he has uh, good intentions, but what if he were someone who had bad intentions? Yeah, that's true. You know, and then you think about the fact that Mark Zuckerberg, like Trump had all that money. What would he be doing? Yeah. Or, or like the idea that Mark Zuckerberg owns Facebook, um, Instagram, WhatsApp, you know, and that whole, you know, that's that's a huge portion of people's social media and online existence. That's essentially owned by one person. Yeah, that is crazy and insane to think about. Yeah. I don't think like going back to what you're saying about, you know, we didn't really know what was going to happen. And I don't think people necessarily understand like the repercussions of things that the internet has allowed people or given people the capability to do. Yeah. Like the information being at the, you know, the tip of our fingers so quickly that, I mean, to hear about stuff, like the things that we're hearing about, if you didn't hear it on the news or read it in the paper, you probably didn't hear about it or wouldn't know about it unless someone else told you about it because they read it in the paper or saw right. it in the news. So I think, I think the, the, the newspaper is an interesting thing to think about here because um, I like the analogy of history that we're living through a period similar to the Reformation where you have the printing press invented and it causes this uh this completely different way and medium for people to share ideas and for ideas to spread and for uh, ideas that may not be maybe good, maybe bad to, to sort of take root. And uh, it gives rise to journalism, which is like modern media, right? And you have these institutions, newspapers that, um, you know, are sort of the control on that, if you will, right? To where they have there's some sort of like idea of, of power there of journalism or journalistic integrity, at least um, to where they kind of keep each other in check. And there's some level of truth that comes through that. Um, but I don't think we have that for the internet yet. 
No, no, there, there's no integrity when it comes to that because it's the first people to get the story out are the first are the ones that are going to get all the clicks. Right, which is interesting when you think about what's going on there's right no now. Checking going on. Yeah, which which is interesting when you then parlay that into what's going on with the Johnny Depp trial right now and this idea that you know this idea of cancel culture that we cancel people based on. Um, you know, stories that, yeah, 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 that may or may not actually be ultimately true. They have real, real world, uh, you know, um, repercussions. So I think it's interesting to think of the, the courts as like the, the original official way to actually cancel someone, but we've taken it and just made it into this thing that gets spread around like wildfire on the internet. And that's what modern cancel culture is, as opposed to like the courts where you actually have to prove things and, you know, talk to witnesses. And it's very much like a dry and, you know, worn out, well thought out process. Well, it's funny you say it's like dry and like. Some of it's so boring. Dude, I've been watching this Johnny Depp stuff. So boring. Some of it is pretty funny though. Some of it's, some of it is funny. Um, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It, it's probably not that appropriate, but like there was this one um instance in where johnny was being um he was being um interviewed by the um amber heard's lawyer and there was some like a question around like a text message that i guess he had sent to her and like he like read it and johnny Depp was just like i'm sorry can you read that again please (laughs) (laughs) it was just like the most obnoxious, like ridiculous thing ever. But to hear him say that multiple times is kind of funny. There's uh today they were interviewed or they had a guy who he had given a video recording deposition, but at the end of the deposition, he gets so frustrated with the, the line of the, the continued questioning coming from Amber Heard's lawyers that he just eventually start. he's in his car and he starts driving his car and vaping. <laughs> oh yeah. My brother was telling me about that. And he like blew smoke into the camera or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, and they got, they asked him like, Hey, like, do you remember seeing Amber Heard on the stage? Like the dude's like, I don't even remember what I had for breakfast. Today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was pretty good. I, it, uh, he's the, uh, I think he's the security guard at their penthouse. And it all revolved around this one night that he saw Amber Heard three days after she, three or four days after she said she had been assaulted by Johnny Depp. And so they're trying to, you know, hey, did you see any bruises? He's like, no. And so his Johnny Depp's attorneys were kind of taking that route. And then Amber Heard's attorneys were just trying to discredit him and the idea that he could ever look at someone and not see bruises on their face. Um, and that yeah. would be like, well, how do you know what makeup she was or wasn't wearing type of questioning? Yeah, well, Amber Heard's lawyer, I think, had said hearsay like over 100 times to yeah. Johnny Depp when Something he was like, like when he was on the, on, the, on the stand. Yeah. yeah, and like he had given an answer to something, and he like looked over at the lawyers, like that's hearsay. <laughs> like yeah. he said it to that lawyer. So, to recap, we're it's you know it's a six week trial. That's insane, right? Uh, yeah. So we're midway through week three, and it's Johnny Depp's team. I think they'll be done giving their side after this week. I think, and then you'll start to see Amber Heard's uh, side of the story. Um. But so far, it doesn't look good for Amber Heard. They've they've basically painted this picture of her being someone who has a couple different personality disorders, who was borderline abusive to Johnny, and is then, uh, because he left her, 
made up a bunch of lies about him in order to basically ruin him. Exactly. And it worked. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the narration I've heard as well. Um, It's really unfortunate that like, someone's word can have that much power over someone else's life without having the opportunity to like tell your side of the story and stuff. So, yeah, but going, going back to what we were talking about earlier, I mean, that was like, it was like 2015, 2016. It's like right in the middle of the, the me too movement and the internet just being this insane place. Yeah. Not saying the internet's less insane now here in 2022, but I feel like people have started to realize how insane it is. It's crazy to think it happened that long ago and they're just now going into court for it. Yeah, it is wild to think that it took uh, six years. Well, I don't know if it was like court. developing the case or what. But I think, yeah, I guess. I'm sure it has somewhat to do with the fact that Johnny Depp like can't get a role for yeah, that's, I anything mean, now. That's what, so he's suing her for defamation related to um, an article, an op-ed she wrote about being a uh, uh, survivor of domestic violence. Domestic violence, yeah. And uh, he's basically saying it it ruined his career opportunities. He lost Pirates of the Caribbean. He lost basically any movie role he had. Yep. So I think he probably comes out of this, no matter what the outcome of the trial is. bounce back. I think, yeah, he comes out of it looking, um, you know, like a person who – people won't be afraid to make movies with you know yeah. i think public opinion will have swung or is in the midst of swinging so yeah it's just really unfortunate that it had to come down to that i'm sure I, you know hearing about all the crazy disorders that she has like kind of feel bad for her at the same time it's just like you need to get help you need to get your stuff taken care of too yeah yep yeah it's, it's kind of a shitty thing for her to do to i think the the one, the same guy that they were interviewing that started vaping at the end today, at mm-hmm. one point during his his testimony, he sort of breaks down and is just like, look, I'm just really tired of all this. I'm tired of this trial. I'm tired of having to talk to you people. Everybody's got problems. <laughs> like, Seriously. everybody's got problems, man. Nobody cares about these people who are millionaires and have these problems. You guys keep bugging me with this stupid testimony about what makeup she was wearing six years ago. Yeah, no, he's got a great point, man. It's just like, it's like whose whose problems are more important, you know? These people who make millions of dollars and basically can take care of themselves, or like, or like the lawyers. Yeah, dude, I was. They have teams of lawyers, and I was listening to um, some lawyers who were like review, or they were watching the footage, and they were talking about how this is probably at least a thousand dollar an hour case for those lawyers. They're getting oh paid a thousand dollars an hour. Or something close to that. Over six weeks. Over six. That's yeah, and that's just that's not even all the work they did in the run up over the past however many years. What's the calculation on that? So there's eight hours a day multiplied by. That's eight thousand dollars a day times thirty days. days. A week. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's insane. It's like what? Thousand dollars times. Quarter of a million dollars or something like that for yeah. each lawyer just for the trial. In addition to all the other depositions and motions and I mean, it's filings they've done. Yeah. Yeah. Million those those lawyers are getting paid well. I mean, you're looking at four million dollars a week. Yeah, if you're yeah. If you're paying a bunch of them. 
yeah so it's i mean 24 million dollars over the course of six weeks yeah that's insane all right so uh yeah any any other thoughts on uh either elon or i think it's all interesting because we're talking about elon who dated amber heard at some point i think after she broke up or was in the midst of breaking up with johnny depp yeah i did not know that yeah dude he's involved in all this oh my god elon How did you get caught up in this shit? Have we heard anything, you know, going back to the whole Elon thing, have we heard anything about his um, star? What was it? The the big spaceship? His rocket ship? Yeah. They're, as far as I know, they're still, like, testing and getting ready to, to actually fire off that mega booster. Because um, I'd be curious to see when that's going to launch, because I would love to. Yeah, I don't know. I I know they have the um, the crane built that they're going to catch it with. They already have the crane built for the big big one. Yeah, they've uh, they've built the the crane thing that they're going to catch it with when it falls back to Earth. That's crazy. That's like they in the have the crane built, but they don't even have the rocket or spaceship oh, they, completely built. Oh, they've got it built. It's just I don't know if they've got the version that they're going to be shooting off ready to go yet. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's it's coming. They just, I think they just shot some people to the space station either today or the other day. So they're shooting, they're still shooting stuff into the air. Um, yeah, brother. What? So did you see that movie, uh, Moonfall? No, dude, that's a wild one. All right. What, what's, do you know what it's on? Um, what? Give me, give me a synopsis. So basically, um, it's a movie about the moon, like crashing, like potentially crashing into earth. Um, I can't give too much away because it's kind of like an interesting twist in the movie. Does it involve the moon night? No, it doesn't involve moon night, but moon night just had its, uh, fifth episode here today. Good. Yeah. I watched it. It was good. All right, so Moonfall is about the moon falling to Earth and the implications that has for humanity. Yeah, it's it was kind of crazy. Like visually, it was pretty cool. Thinking about like the closer the moon got, like it like affected gravity and like oh, yeah. all this stuff. And yeah, it was pretty intense. Nice. Um, but there's a cool little twist in the movie about the moon that was uh, an interesting take. Um, there's aliens in the moon. I mean, <laughs> all right. That's yes the twist. No. That's the twist. Yes no, giving it away. There's aliens. Uh, all right. So draft is starting tomorrow. NFL draft. The draft. Yes. Do you have any, any thoughts? Do you see, I think, is it Trayvon Walker or the guy we we're talking about? Was it last Trayvon week? Walker, the guy from Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Is now, I think the favorite to be the first overall pick. Yeah, see, I wouldn't be too upset with that because that means nah. that uh, Aiden's going to Michigan. Yep, it looks like the Lions. Let's see, we got odds here. This is a day before Trayvon Walker minus two ninety nine. So there's a lot of money moving towards him, which is interesting. I think that's that. Yeah, that'd be great for the Lions. Let the let the Jags draft that guy. Yeah, um, I was watching ESPN earlier and. Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper had uh, an alternating mock draft for the top 10. Okay. 
in the uh they still took Aiden Hutchinson number one. Yeah. Going to Jacksonville and then Trayvon Walker number two to Detroit. Oh, I don't want that to happen. We don't want yeah, that they, to happen. They had a KB on Thibodeau going to Houston. Okay. At three. Um, and then Ahmed uh, Gardner going to the Jets. House. And then you're gonna have to help me with this name. It's the dude from uh Kansas, Akeem Iki Iquanu. Iquanu, yeah. Yeah, Akeem Iquanu. Going to the Giants. Yep, the guard. Um, and then Malik Willis going to Carolina. Yeah. So you have any any hot takes for the draft? I think it's interesting that he's jumped up as much as he has. I haven't really followed him as much. I know he was that quarterback from Liberty that you were pretty high on. Oh yeah. He's all right. Um he's, I didn't think he'd be a top ten guy though. He's the guy that if you look at Lamar Jackson, um, you know, the Trey Lance, the which we still know Trey Lance is gonna pan out, but the idea that the, he's a rusher with a big arm, that's Malik Willis. Yeah, but I guess when you think about like Lamar Jackson, he went to Louisville and almost won the Heisman. Yep. Or he did win the Heisman. Yep. Um Trey Lance didn't win the Heisman, but he went to Nevada. North Dakota State. North Dakota, excuse me. Yep. And he put up some solid numbers. I guess you think about Liberty, and it's like it's not really one of those like top prospect schools that I feel like no. he would get as much attention. He originally went to Auburn. And, okay. Uh didn't he got beat out by Bo Nix, I think, or Bo Nix was there, and so that's why he transferred to Liberty. Yeah. So that's how he got there. He's originally a big prospect coming out of high school. Yeah. So I mean, dude, dude can make people miss running the ball. So if that's what you want in a quarterback, he's your guy this year. Yeah. Who who's the Falcons' new quarterback? Uh, I don't. Is it? It's not Carson Wentz, is it? Oh no, it's Marcus Mariota, isn't it? Okay. Because one. The one player that I'm, you know, I hate Ohio State, but Garrett Wilson, that wide receiver from Ohio State, yeah. he was pretty nasty. And uh, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay were saying that uh, he could possibly go to Atlanta. Yeah, there's there's some good receivers this year. So there's Jamison yeah. Williams, the two Ohio State guys, Olave and Garrett Wilson. See, I think Olave is probably the better of the two, though. Yeah, he's faster. Yeah. Um Kid out of Arkansas named Traylon Burks, he's a big guy. This kid out of Western, I think, Michigan, Sky Moore. Mm-hmm. That dude was nasty. Yep. And then uh, potentially the best one of them all is uh dude out of USC, Drake London. Yeah, Drake London. They had going number ten to uh, the Jets. The Jets. So the Jets got Sauce and Drake. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I think you could potentially. I mean, all right. So. The the Panthers are probably going QB, right? They kind of have to. So you think they take Malik Willis? Either that or I've heard Kenny Pickett <clears throat> to them. Yeah. Because apparently Matt Rule recruited Kenny Pickett coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was – the guy from Cincinnati? No, he's a guy from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, uh, Ritter is a guy from Cincinnati. Ritter uh, is a guy from Cincinnati. That's and right. uh, Pickett originally committed to Matt Rule at Temple before uh, Matt Rule – took the job at Baylor. Okay. So um, potentially, you know, there's a connection there. Um, I don't know. I would think they would draft Malik Willis and pair him with Christian McCaffrey and rock and roll from there. I think that's yeah. probably the pick, but who knows? Maybe they like 
Kenny Pickett a lot, and they want to go with him. But I think yeah. I think it's, it. I think it's going to be wild. I think you're going to see a bunch of trades. Tomorrow, uh, right? Yeah, I think it starts tomorrow. Potentially see maybe some of these players move the 49ers guys, Debo or Jimmy G. That would be interesting. Do you, do you have any predictions on any potential? No, other on, than if uh, if they're going to do it, I think they they want to probably trade into the first round and draft a, a receiver to replace him. So, I mean, there's Olave, or there's a bunch of receivers. Yeah, I mean, you said so, you, you named them all already. Yeah, just a there, few minutes ago. Yeah, there's some receivers. So that. I wouldn't be surprised. I think the Chiefs, that's probably who they're going to be looking at. The Packers, certainly, they've got two first-round picks. I think you're going to see them go for receivers. Yeah, I can see the Packers taking one of those Ohio State guys. Yeah, if he's there. I mean, you could also see a run on receivers, like middle of the first round, to where you have teams trying to trade up to get their guy. Yeah. Yes, I mean, see what, teams, what teams need receivers? We know Green Bay does. Packers, potentially Kansas City. Kansas City. Um, the Jets. The Jets. The Lions. The Lions definitely need a receiver. I, mean, I just don't see them taking receiver number two. No. Uh, I mean, to be honest, in today's NFL, who doesn't need receivers? Yeah. I think that's just where the game's going. Receivers and corners to stop the receivers. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where the kid out of uh, LSU goes, um, Derek Stingley. He's that cornerback? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty nasty. If he would have, you know, he's probably <clears throat> a locked-in, you know, top-ten type talent. His freshman year coming out of LSU, if he would have been able to go into the draft that year they won the national championship, he was like yeah. one of the best. I think he was the best corner in the nation that year locked as out, a freshman yeah. and just didn't play well as sophomore junior years and now you know you're looking at him you're going what are we going to get but athletically dude's a freak they're, not that they're all you know if you're getting drafted in the first round you uh listen up detroit you're coordinated you can take him yeah i think hopefully they get they get hutchinson get the michigan guy come in it's a yeah, good story and number and number two he he profiles as a little bit of a knee eater so hey i think that's another thing that Detroit really likes about him too is you know the mentality he's got so yeah and he's I mean he's his athletic profile is good his production is good so he's one of those guys that uh profiles as a pick that be hard to miss on like looks like he's going to be a good jersey. NFL player yeah that'd be sweet number the Lions, 97 jersey Hutch jersey yeah yeah dude I like it definitely not getting a golf jersey yeah, the, we'll have to we'll have to break down the Lions roster after the draft because they'll have those three. They have three picks, I think, in the top thirty-four. So, yeah, they'll be adding some guys, um, and they've done a fairly decent job of drafting since uh, Brad Holmes has been doing it. Yeah, I'm really hoping they help out the defense. Obviously, yeah. getting the defensive end with the number two pick, but then, like you said, I think we need like a cornerback or a safety. Yeah. Be nice to and see him. Another linebacker would be nice too. Yeah, be nice to see him get if they can get Hutchinson or another one of those top edges and that first pick, and then you know maybe late first round get a receiver and a quarterback or like a corner and a quarterback or something along those lines. Yeah, I definitely think we need your help at receiver, and I think with there being a ton of receivers mm -hmm. in this draft, it would be good to take one in the first round if we can. Yeah, 
So it'll be fun. I mean, I could even see them going D line. They they did draft those two D linemen last year, but if they go D line edge, it really stacks up their defensive line for the next you know five to ten years. Agreed. So, you think there's any like um like not really spoken about transactions that could take place via trades? Oh yeah, I think you'll probably see some some trades for sure. There always are. You'll see teams trading up, trading down. Any bold predictions on some trades? Uh, <clears throat> what Saquon? Oh, you mean trading Saquon? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe. I you know I'm of the opinion that running backs aren't super valuable, but he's, yeah, he's certainly one of the best ones. Here you go. I think it's interesting to think about what the 49ers do and if they or if they do anything, they just sit tight and make Debo hold out and uh you know, roll with Jimmy G again. You know, they're essentially in a position where they don't have to do anything, but if given the right opportunity with either Debo being traded or Jimmy G being traded, they could potentially move up and try to get another piece. I'm just thinking I know the Giants have a few picks in the first round. Maybe they trade away one of those yep. picks to get Debo, get a wide receiver for – Yeah, for Daniel Jones. Yeah. Although they've got a lot of money tied up. The problem with Debo is that if you trade for him, you have to pay him. And yeah, so you have true. to have the cap room. So, like, they signed Kenny Galladay. He's got a big tr- contract. They're trying to unload Kadarius Tony. I don't know if you saw that, their first-round pick from last year. No, I did not know that. Yeah, so he could get traded. Um, Darren Waller is on. Is apparently the Packers are trying to trade for Darren Waller. You're talking about the wide receiver, <laughs> the, the tight, tight the tight end for the Raiders. He was for the Raiders. Yeah. yeah. They and Raiders. Raiders got a lot of weapons. Yeah, I don't think they can pay him though because they just paid uh, Devontae Adams so much money. Yeah, that so makes sense. that's why that he may be on the move. And the pa- I mean to team him up with Aaron Rodgers, I think. Aaron Rodgers would be a big fan of that. It would be just like when he had, um, yeah, he's he's Graham. fed time at tight ends, yeah, good ones, yeah. So, and Derek Waller is a beast. It was Graham, right? Grant? No, Graham. Oh, Jimmy Graham, yeah, yeah, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, be, yeah. like prime Jimmy Graham. Yeah, he'd be like Jimmy Graham two point Yeah, I love Darren Waller. He's one of my favorite tight ends in the league. Yeah, dude, he's a beast. So that's... I mean, between Kelsey and Kittle and Waller, I mean, Waller is more athletic than both those guys, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's good. Uh, all right. So any Who other, that? who's the other guy from, uh, it was just drafted last year for, uh, Atlanta. He Kyle was Pitts. From Florida. Kyle Pitts. That dude. Yeah. Atlanta could be good. Could be sneaky. Interesting next year. Good. Yeah. Yeah. What they do in the draft here. Um, all right, you got any other hot takes for the draft? No, man, I'm excited, though. It's in Vegas. I was going to – all right, bold prediction, two QBs go in the top ten. That's a very bold prediction. So, somebody overdrafts a QB. It happens every year. It's going to happen this year. It's going to be Malik Willis and somebody else, maybe Pickett. I'm going to say three wide receivers in the top 15. Okay, I like that. That's That's probably going to happen, yeah. Like you could lock that one in, lock it in, lock Dan. It in, dude, lock it in. Stone cold lead pipe, lock of the century of the week. Of the week. Um. All right, dude. Did you see Angel Hernandez missing calls the other day? Who was it? Dude. That he kicked out Schwarber. 
Yeah, man, Schwarber. He missed, a, he missed a strike by six. It was like six and a half inches outside of the zone. He called it a strike. Bro, first off, MLB <laughs> hitters have such a good eye for yeah, the strike zone. It's wild. When they complain about a ball that's not a strike and it's not a strike, I'm just like, dude's got a point. Yep. Got a point. Dude, or said he, he, he's been notorious for being a terrible umpire for like the last, I don't know, like five, six years. He's yeah. so bad. Why have they not gone to – just computers on balls and strikes. They literally have all the technology. Know. They have all the technology. They could tell. just have someone in a in a mic in the umpire's ear giving them what the call is. Right. Why why add if you don't have to, why continue to have that part of baseball be arbitrary? Going, I can guarantee I will guarantee this right now within the next three to five years, that is going to be something that's going to happen. Yeah. They yeah. You have to because this is not a good because look. Already, here's the thing. Any call that takes place that coaches can now like, you know, let's go, let's look at the video yeah. to review. That's already happening when they make calls at bases. Right, in the field. Yeah. So, like, if you're already going to go to cameras yeah, to look at those yeah. calls at the bases because that is, you know, potentially human error if they make the wrong call there, then why not just go to the goddamn right video to see the strike zone for these guys? Yeah, makes no sense. Angel Hernandez is fucking terrible and he's bad for baseball in my opinion. Well, it was like he he was he only hit on like 84% of the strikes and balls in that game, which like that's it's a, terrible. It's a 16% error. That's terrible, dude. Yeah. That's bad. For for MLB umpire, without a doubt, it should be higher than 90 to 95% in my opinion. Yeah. Accuracy. Yeah. Like these guys get paid to do this, and you're like making it so much more difficult than it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially if like, and I don't know, I don't want, I don't want to like say this, but like, if he's getting paid to like make bad calls, like that's just fucking pathetic. Well, yeah, the the gambling angle, right? Yeah. Like with all the gambling rampant in it now, why would you even want to have the idea that someone could throw a game be a possibility? Just put it to the computers. Yeah, because there's no review of balls and strikes. Right. Now you got guys getting kicked out of games and like throwing bats and helmets because of fucking bad calls. Yep. It's pathetic, dude. Yeah. It, I don't know. Uh, I, do you know um, there was a baseball player a few years ago? They like tried out this whole idea of like having the strike zone computerized and then he like. Mm -hmm he did the umpire of the game and like had an earpiece in and they would tell him whether it was a ball or strike. And so he would get this, he would get the call and then he would give the call okay, live, like real time as it was happening. Okay. They tried it out and it worked out pretty well. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It's just interesting to me that they haven't Harold Barnes, I think was his name. Was it Harold Barnes or I can't remember what his might not have been Harold. Um, but I, I know his last name was Barnes. Okay. Um, but there's like a whole they they did like an ESPN 30 for 30 or something on it, or something like there was some ESPN special on it or MLB special on it. Okay. And he was like talking about like there's just so much politics involved in them not wanting to go and progress the game to having it be automated. Yeah. 
because I think it takes away from, you know, you're paying these umpires so much money to, you know, call these games and do that stuff. And it's just like, I don't know. Is there an umpire union that's getting in the way? Maybe. Who knows? Um, yeah. So, okay. So, you know, bad look for baseball, but maybe baseball's moving in the right direction. Yeah. So, uh, no Bitcoin ball. No Bitcoin ball. I was pretty bummed, dude. I was supposed to go to that game and um, it was postponed into Saturday night. And there was a more, there was like an early afternoon game where first inning he got the the hit. Yeah, he got, just like, he got single, oh, right? Man. Yeah. Single to right center, like I called. Dang. I knew it was going to be single to right center. Yeah. Would you, so were you there? No, I wasn't at that. Oh, game. okay. If you would have been there, he hits the single, it's rolling into right field. Do you jump out of the stands and try to go snag the ball? I mean, I'd probably break my ankle because it's very high <laughs> out there. <laughs> as soon as he um, hits the ball, people run from the stands to try to bro, get it. Bro, dude, that would be so wild. That's what baseball needs. Do you know that excitement. back in the day um, in professional golf, when the golfer made the final putt on 18, people would run and um, – get the ball, like jump on the cup to get the ball out of the cup. Really? Yeah. If you look up like old videos of like, like. Cause they would just want it. They, they could keep it. Yeah. I mean, they would just try to take it and keep it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, there what if you hold, there wasn't a whole lot of security in games like that. So what if you had like a Tiger Woods ball from when he put it in on 18 and a master's one, it'd be worth a lot of money. Dude, that'd be insane. Be, be a Bitcoin ball. Yeah. One of those Bitcoin balls, baby. That'd be worth a ton of money. But yeah. Um, Financial incentive for pan, fan participation. That's what I want pro sports to focus on. More incentive for fan participation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, when was the last time you went to a Tigers game? Uh, 20, 2012, probably like 2014. Damn, for real, it's been that long. I think so. Yeah, I I might have been since then, but I just it wasn't remarkable enough yeah. for me to yeah to remember it. Yeah, they they do a lot of stuff with the games now, man. Yeah, um, a lot more like fan participation stuff. Like they'll do like little interviews all over the stadium, like in between innings and stuff. Or um, they have like little games they play now. This one game that they have been doing like every home game that I'm at, you know, obviously little Caesars pizza is a big thing. And so they have like pizza, you know, cannon. Two, two, no, they have two people compete by tossing like a giant pepperoni and like a giant mushroom on a, like a giant pizza from like this, like balcony position is okay. really interesting. Um, but I always think to myself, I was like, this doesn't look that fucking hard. Like I could do this. But then I look and watch, like, probably half the people can get the the piece to stay on top of the pizza. And I'm just like, I feel like I'd feel like such an idiot if I tried it and I couldn't actually do it. Yeah. Like, I think, like, they could do, you know, what's the uh, the beat the freeze? Is that still a thing at one of the, like, the Milwaukee Brewers Park where they race around the edge? Oh, yeah. Beat the freeze. I remember that. Yep. So what if you did that, but, like, it was a, it was a raffle where they pull random ticket numbers. So you they say they pull five people from across the stadium. They announce the seat numbers. You got to bring your ticket. You're in the race. And the race is for a Bitcoin. 
That would be insane. It's cutthroat rules. There's no, you know, beyond physical violence. You know, that's the only thing you can't do. That would be pretty insane. And I feel like people would be so hyped for that. Yeah. I always like get excited when the 50-50 guys come around. Oh, yeah? You, you a 50-50 ticket buyer? Yeah, dude. It's, it's so easy now. You don't even have to have cash on it. You can just swipe your card. Yeah, see, it's misleading because it's not actual 50-50 chance you win. No. You just get half the pot if you do win. Yeah. Yeah, 50-50. Got to love a good 50-50 <laughs> raffle. That, that, that's always been my assumption. I didn't think I had a 50-50 shot at one. <laughs> <laughs> Either I win or I lose. Why would I not play? <laughs> Here. Here, Josh, you buy some tickets. One of us is going to win. Yeah. Um, you a person who buys a bunch of tickets, or do you just you just do the one ticket? I always do. I always do like twenty dollars worth. Yeah, you got you got to load up on those tickets, man. It's like more shots. Yeah. I was like, I remember, dude, when I've done like raffle tickets and like like actually handed them out to people and like people gave me cash. You used to do like fingertip to fingertip. Oh yeah! And like since I'm such a like a tall dude, people are like, "Oh, I want your fingertip to your fingertip." I'm like, I "Well, want... here's about 72 inches of tickets for your raffle." I want your raffle measurement. Yeah, dude. Yeah, classic high school. Name the event 50-50 raffle. That's where that's where you can really clean up in the fifty-fifty. Yep. Oh. You can clean up there for real. Yeah, you, know, you just get like. All the tickets. Yeah. You're bound to you're bound to win something. Someday. Yeah. If um, not, there's always the horse track. Yeah. Dude, have you been horse races before? Uh no. Dude, they're tight. I've been to a few horse races. I imagine it's a good time being there live. I think I've been I went to the the Jackson horse track once but i don't think i did any betting oh dude it's fun to bet on horses oh, no. we went there to place bets on the kentucky derby one time and that's why i was there so okay. not no live racing going on yeah i imagine fun get a couple beers maybe smoke a cigar yeah dude we wore uh <laughs> we all wore like nice clothes and yeah pretend like you're in the 1920s or something yeah, I went out to uh, the Arlington racetracks in Chicago with some buddies. Oh yeah, and we uh, we bet on horses. We had a little suite where they like gave us like appetizers, and we had like a little waitress that was like serving us drinks and stuff. And we won like 150 bucks, which was cool because I think I only bet like 15, 20 bucks. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah, it's trifecta. You can, yeah, you can do like. Uh, I, I, it's been so long since I did. It was probably like six or seven years ago now. Um, but I remember you can you like bet on like places. So it was just like, I bet that this person finishes in the top or like this horse, you know, finishes in the top three or this, like these two horses. So I didn't pick exact, but I picked like three horses that finished in the top three and I got all three of them. Right. Nice. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. We should try to do. We should try to do the Kentucky Derby sometime, dude. I'd love to. It's expensive. Yeah, what I understand. I think you it would have been people and just do a suite. Yeah, I'll write it off for work. Okay, <laughs> I'll buy some computers. <laughs> hey, never know, man. You never know.
Yeah. Uh, do do you guys do you guys get your uh, laptops through Dell right now? We do have Dell computers. Yeah, all of them. I wonder who your guys uh, like services account or account person is. I know we. I think we source it through our IT provider, but I could be wrong on that. Who's your IT provider? Uh, it's a company called Hungerford. Hungerford, okay. Yeah. That's where you're going to want to start. You guys should just go through Dell for your IT support. All right. I mean, give me some info. I'll pass it along. I will. I'm going to. Yeah, business. I'll be your services provider. That's yeah. my new role, man. Services account executive. Nice. Across all of Michigan territory. Nice. I'm excited to start this new role, man. I just know it's going to be. Um, you going to be traveling a lot? Yeah, I'm going to be up in Lansing a little bit. Oh, nice. Um, MSU is one of my clients I'll Dude, be working with. So. Maybe we'll get some in-person, in-studio cast going here. Dude, like yeah. the old days. We'll have to. We'll have to schedule. Or I'll have to schedule my. Uh, my times visiting up there around times where we could do some yes. uh, some podcasting. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a nice little challenge. I'm excited about it. Yeah, good dude. I'm happy for you. Thanks, man. Taking that step up to the next level, dude. It's like Kanye said. <laughs> what did Kanye say? <laughs> Sometimes it comes a time in every man's life where you gotta take a step out and try to step up to the next level. There you go. That's a solid quote. It is, dude. Um, all right, dude. You got anything else you want to go over tonight? That's I'm out of topics. Dude, no. I mean, I, I feel like we hit a lot of good ones. I'm trying. We did. I'm just trying to look at the the note you sent over to me. Did we hit them all? Pop culture. We got social media waxings. We got yep. uh, little NFL Lionel Hernandez and baseball. Ops. Little baseball. Yep. Little what's going on in the life of Dan? It's always good. Hey, next Thursday. All right. Is or I'm sorry, next Friday is the release of uh Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So not next week's podcast, but the week after that. We'll have a movie we'll review. Have to do the the movie review. All right. I'll I'll try my best to see this Marvel movie so I can have an opinion on it. Dude, Ben, it's gonna bring back so much nostalgia of our childhood, dude. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, I, I just I want to go see it because Benedict. I, I mean, I already know that Patrick Stewart's Professor Xavier is going to be in the movie. So, who else is going to be in it? There's got to be other ones, right? They've kept it so hush hush. Ooh, it's a big secret. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. I feel like there's going to be a lot of cameos, though. Uh, Hulk. I don't know. He might make an appearance. Uh, Chris Pratt. Um, I don't think Chris Pratt's going to be in this one. What about Captain Marvel? Um, I don't know the answer to that. Maybe next week we'll get some bold predictions for Doctor Strange from Dan. Hey, just just so happens I might have some bold predictions next week. All right, there we go. See, With the season finale of uh, this Moon Knight series wrapping up, I think it, it might kind of feed into the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness movie. So, You think the Moon Knight is going to be in Doctor Strange? I don't know. We'll have to find out next week. This isn't the yeah. prediction episode. Yeah. We'll find out next week. Uh, ben and Dan chilling in the basement. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. That's I've always good. I've always wanted to like use like my deep voice and like read like mystery 
for like a podcast. All right. Like, are we going to do like a unsolved mystery podcast? We could do that. Try to yeah, get into that genre. That would be so wild. The disappearance. You know, we of... haven't had any conspiracy theory stuff in a while. That's true. We haven't. Um, any good conspiracy theories popping up lately? Um, watch Moonfall, and we can talk about conspiracy theory. Oh, there's conspiracy theories in that. Yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, I got some new audio for you. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's your Bart Scott. How did that all the non-believers, especially you, Tom Jackson? <laughs> Way to have our back, Keyshawn. Anybody can be beat. <laughs> That's Bart Scott. I need the Bart spot. Can't wait. Can't wait. And then he says, "Can't wait," but I don't have that in the audio for some reason. Yeah, I have that as a different clip that I can't access right now because okay. uh, technology. Well, I can't wait to see the new soundboard, dude. Dude, yeah, it's awesome. It's fun. It's a lot of fun to play with. Yeah, we'll have to see if there's like voice distorters and all that fun stuff on this thing. Oh my gosh, yeah. Get some, get some, maybe get some effects going. Effects, effects. Yes. Awesome. Well, hey man, um, hope you have a great weekend. Yeah, dude. We'll I can't... Uh, we'll have to chit chat. Sometime, yeah, next week. Move around the second half of this week already. So, yeah, dude. Good luck with the golfing. Thank you, sir. Shoot them straight. I hope that new driver tweakiness, whatever you did to it, I hope it works out for you. And yeah, I uh, the range today, but I'll just figure it out tomorrow. And I'm playing with camphor. And yeah, dude, enjoy that Florida sun. Thanks, man. Hopefully, it doesn't rain. Yeah, dude. Whatever. Even if it does, it'll be Florida. So who cares? Yep. All right, brother. Until next All time. Right, have a good one, man. Yep. You too. See ya. Bye.